President Trump impeached. We'll hear from Indiana lawmakers on both sides of the aisle, including Senators Todd Young and Mike Braun, Congressman Andre Carson, and an interview with Vice President Mike Pence. Plus reaction from this week's Democratic debate, the latest on Attorney General Curtis Hill, and more of our interview with Governor Eric Holcomb. It's all ahead this Sunday in Focus. Exploring the issues that matter most in Indiana. This is In Focus with Dan Spieler. It has happened for just the third time in U.S. history, and for the first time, a president up for re-election has been impeached. But what happens next is still unclear. A standoff of sorts over this Senate trial. We'll hear from Indiana senators coming up, but we start our team coverage with a look at what our congressional delegation is saying about Wednesday's historic vote. Article 1 is adopted. The final vote to impeach President Donald Trump. Thank you. Thank you. Came just moments after the president took the stage at a rally in Michigan. Doesn't really feel like we're being impeached. Do you? <laughs> the country is doing better than ever before. We did nothing wrong. Indiana Congressman Andre Carson was one of the Democrats who spoke on the House floor in favor of impeachment. President Trump's actions hurt American diplomacy and undermine the integrity of our nation's promises to our allies. We will not allow our leaders to trade away our national security. To be clear, neither of these articles of impeachment prove any wrongdoing or impeachable offense has actually taken place. This is a sad and dangerous moment in our history as impeachment is being used to undo the will of the American people. Meantime, back in Michigan, Vice President Mike Pence spoke one-on-one -on -one with our affiliate in Lansing. What the Democrats have done in this sham investigation and now uh, the first truly partisan impeachment in American history is essentially attempt to overturn the results of the 2016 election. We also spoke with Jesse Turner from our D.C. Bureau. It's pretty much what we've been hearing since the impeachment inquiry began. Democrats have been saying that the president abused his power and obstructed Congress to the point where they had no choice but to impeach him, whereas Republicans have continued to push back, criticizing the process. When the president sacrifices our interests, our national security, for his election, he is sacrificing our country for his personal gain. He is president today, he'll be president tomorrow, and he will be president when this impeachment is over. Here's how Indiana lawmakers voted strictly along party lines, as you see here. All seven Republican representatives voted against the articles of impeachment. Both Democratic congressmen voted for the articles of impeachment. Our Washington correspondent, Trevor Shirley, has more reaction from Capitol Hill. Well, Dan, good morning. The final votes on those articles of impeachment largely came down right along party lines. There were three Democrats that jumped ship to vote with Republican against those articles. But when it came to Indiana's congressional representatives, they voted in line with their parties. We caught up with some of them earlier this week. This is what they had to say. Well, this is a, a sad day for our country, I believe, but it's been a long time coming. The Democrats have been uh, parading toward this point ever since Donald Trump was elected to become our president. The totality of this process is just another reminder that my colleagues across the aisle are more focused on politics than policy. To President Trump, strengthening this valuable national security objective, Mr. Madam Speaker, was not as important as smearing a political rival. 
they didn't prove anything. Everything's hearsay. The president released the transcript, which does not show anything uh, abnormal uh, that would be impeachable. So I think it's unfortunate. You know, it's kind of a, a sad day here in Washington. And I think both sides know that. And the question now, where does this all go? The expectation was that a Senate trial would likely start sometime in January. But Speaker Pelosi says she's not inclined at this point to send those articles of impeachment over to the Senate for trial until, as she puts it, she can get an assurance that a Senate trial would be fair. Keep in mind, earlier this week, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell also said publicly that he does not consider himself to be an impartial juror. That sets us up for a potential impasse between the House and the Senate in terms of deciding where the process goes from here. Reporting in Washington, I'm Trevor Shirley for In Focus. Yeah, it's quite a standoff. Uh, Trevor, thanks. So how do Indiana senators plan to approach this looming Senate trial whenever it does happen? Our Kayla Sullivan spoke with them earlier this week. I feel that there is an obligation constitutionally that you listen to the merits of the case. But in the case of President Donald Trump, U.S. Senators Mike Braun and Todd Young feel the facts have already been presented. I don't see that there will be any new evidence because that would have happened by now. On the off chance there is something new, these senators say they'll consider the evidence. I'll be a conscientious United States senator making an objective decision based on presentation of all facts. But not without a partisan lens. The president of the United States is not up for criminal or civil charges, which is why impeachment exists. It is a political process. Uh, there's probably not one senator that would be seated as a juror in a regular trial because you bring that uh, political predisposition point of view into it. UND political science professor Laura Wilson says they're well within the law to view the trial this way. There's nothing in the Constitution that tells us it has to be done um, in a partisan way or it should not be done in a partisan way. I think in this case you see the interpretations of the leaders themselves. Though impeachments can be political, Wilson says there needs to be a good reason for one. Senator Braun says Democrats were looking to impeach the president from the very beginning of his presidency. If the Democrats only wanted to, to remove, to impeach, if that was their only focus, I think they could have done that easily with the Mueller report. Regardless of motives, both Indiana senators say at this point they do not feel the president should be removed from office. I don't think, though, uh, there was anything tangible in the sense that there was no quid pro quo. Kayla Sullivan, Fox 89 News. Meantime, Congress did come to a deal on a couple of big items, the spending bill and also in the House, they passed the USMCA trade deal with Canada and Mexico. Also this week, a federal appeals court struck down Obamacare's individual mandate. Indiana AG Curtis Hill responded to that ruling. He's calling on states to develop their own individual policies. Well, speaking of Curtis Hill, new developments this week on the case involving the Indiana Attorney General. The Indiana Supreme Court's Disciplinary Commission wants Hill's law license suspended for at least two years. But Hill's attorneys say they want the case dismissed. Four women accused Hill of acting inappropriately at a bar last March. After a four-day hearing in October, the disciplinary commission determined he committed battery and sexual battery. But Hill's attorneys argue his behavior does not violate the rules that regulate Indiana lawyers. The hearing officer will eventually make a final ruling, which will then go to the state Supreme Court. Hill is running for re-election next year, despite Governor Holcomb and other leading Republicans calling for him to step down. Last week, Arkayla Sullivan asked the governor about potentially being on the ballot with Hill next year and about being on the ballot with the president. Curtis Hill, you've called for him to step down. 
What happens if he gets the party's nomination? Would you support his reelection? Well, I've already said what I feel, and, I, and I'm unchanged and will remain unchanged. Um, and, and having said that, there's, some, there's multiple, actually, legal um, issues ongoing right now. And some, some may be um, revealed or resolved before we ever get to that point. And so I'll reserve my judgment um, while uh, the pending litigation is occurring. And it's not uncommon for presidents and their vice presidents to endorse a Republican candidate and campaign for them. Um, do you fear, would you, would you want an endorsement from President Trump and Mike Pence, or do you fear that because of the impeachment inquiry and, and everything that's going on in Washington that that would negatively affect your campaign? Oh, I don't know. I am focused on the state of Indiana, and I want to work with um, everyone that wants to help us. When I mention how good uh, Indiana is performing right now, we were, we were a state that was moving forward and making progress before I was sworn in. And all we've done is take it to the next level. We've just built on records that were set before me and broke those. And so, no, I don't, I don't fear help uh, from my friends. Would you want In, in, in fact, it's, it's, of course, I want, I, I want the endorsement from people I've never met. Right? I want, uh, this is a, it's a blessing to have so much support. Now, the, the, the real question is what do you do with that opportunity? Look, we've been able to work with this administration in ways like never before. We've been, and, and matter of fact, we've got a lot of Hoosiers working out there in l various departments. And if, when it comes to getting a waiver for our health care plan, when it comes to getting a waiver for our workforce development plan, we're now a national model in terms of our workforce development programs. And it's because we've got a receptive partner in Washington, D.C. right now. We have a 3.2% unemployment rate in the state of Indiana. We have more people working right now in the private sector than ever before. We're about to get a good long-term deal with Canada and Mexico, our two biggest trading partners in the state of Indiana. We're about to, as of, if I read it correctly, as of today, we're about to get a deal with China. These are deals that needed to be done for years, decades, and they're getting done right now. And you know who the biggest beneficiary is? Hoosiers. All right, more of our year-end interview with the governor next week. Coming up next, how the president's impeachment is also a big topic of conversation on the campaign trail for some Indiana Democrats running for, next con for Congress next year. And the Democratic candidates at the debate stage will recap the night for South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg and the other candidates for president. Up next. All right, let's bring in our panel now. Former GOP lawmaker Mike Murphy, former communications director for the Indiana Democrats, Jennifer Wagner, 2016 vice chair for the Indiana Trump campaign, Tony Samuel, and Robin Winston, former state party chair for the Indiana Democrats. I want to get your thoughts on the week that was. Everything that's happening with impeachment, still a lot of question about what happens next, when the Senate will get the articles, and how the nation will perceive all of this. Well, I think a lot of it was preordained. The, the impeachment, we knew it was going to happen. We think we know what's going to happen in the Senate trial assuming there is one. What I was stunned by was by the article that came out last night, the op-ed from Christianity Today, which is a mainline Christian magazine founded by Billy Graham. And it said, I want to be precise here, it said that President Trump should be removed, we believe, is not a matter of partisan loyalties, but loyalty to the creator of the Ten Commandments. And it said for those Christians who are squirming or doubting this or reticent about it, they say, remember who you are in whom you serve. 
a stunning turn of events in the Christian world. We'll see uh, what the impact uh, of something like that is. What about the impact of these articles of impeachment being held onto in the House right now by Speaker Pelosi? So I, I, I think that they will be transmitted. Um, I think that you know, she's just holding out to see if how, how much exercise she can have over the process on the Senate side. Um, I was struck by, by two things. I mean, first of all, look, Democrats said they were going to do this, and we did it. Um, the second thing, though, is just how little America seemed to care that this was even going on. It was a little shocking to me. People were more interested in, uh, you know, flipping the channel and turning on their favorite it, it show. It was the same night as the Survivor I, I, I know, <laughs> and I had several friends who said, I couldn't, I just had to switch the channel. The president was impeached last week. That's huge. But, you know, America keeps on keeping on because our political landscape has changed so drastically. Sony, you said a, a few weeks ago you didn't think uh, that the impeachment would actually happen. Uh, technically, I guess the, the articles have been right. transferred. And I was right again. No, uh, I, I think I said that I think there's a chance that yeah. it might happen. Not, might not happen. I thought Nancy Pelosi might realize this is uh, um, falling apart uh, uh, for them. And it is, and maybe that's part of the reason now she's not sending it over to the Senate because... Is it politically? I mean, it seems like both camps, it seems like the numbers... Well, you, you see the pundits, kind of and, and I guess right? we'd put ourselves in that category, you know, sticking to their guns. But when you, just like Jennifer said, when you are out and about with people, whether you're shopping at a restaurant, at a bowling alley, they don't care. And I'm glad you agreed with me because last time we were on together, I said the most of the American public don't care about this. And, and I think you're seeing that. I think... Uh, generally, the public is of the mindset that they have seen this over and over again from the Democrats when they first took the majority in 2018. They uh, put forth a, a resolution uh, on impeachment and it didn't go anywhere. And, and going back to 2016, they were after this president from the start. They were waiting for an impeachment, just looking for a way to try to sell it to the American people, and it's not happening. Robin, your response to that? Uh, first, he got impeached, um, and that makes him very irritable. I mean, you know, the guy is going to lose it uh, because he can't take that kind of that kind of hit. Uh, Tony, you said earlier that this isn't going to move any further. It moved further. Now we're waiting on Mitch McConnell to let people have a fair hearing. I agree with you, Jennifer. People right now are more interested in when their Christmas packages are coming in because you're in the middle of the holidays. But one thing that is different is that you guys have done a tremendous job in the media. This is 24-hour coverage. Think of the own Fox poll, though. 50% think that he should be impeached. And that's your own Fox poll, so keep that different, in mind. Different most, polls. most polls are showing independents moving against impeachment. A couple of things real quick. Uh, the, 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 the Democrats have made the president an underdog here at Christmas time, and that's part of the well, reason, I, I do folks. Uh, Americans just, love just, the underdog, and they love what President Trump no, is doing for this country. No, but just because people are checked out and, and checked into their holiday shopping and whether their Amazon packages are arriving on time does not mean that they don't think this should be happening. It just means there are other priorities. No, it doesn't I, mean I that there's a sham, though. I don't think it has anything to do with Christmas. I think they are tired of Democrats no, bringing false that, allegations, no fraud that, after Tony. fraud, no the polling. Mueller report, all that. No. Yeah, well, let's also absolutely. talk about the impact it could have here in Indiana. We are, of course, your local election headquarters. And today we're talking about the 2020 impact of this week's impeachment vote and how that vote is also a topic of conversation on the campaign trail in some of our state's congressional races. In the first district, one Democrat seeking an open seat going after a fellow Democrat on the issue of impeachment. Mayor Tom McDermott had positioned himself as an anti-impeachment Democrat, then this week on Twitter said since that initial statement in an interview, he's watched the hearings and listened closely, and if in Congress today, he says, I would vote to impeach. State Rep Mara Candelaria Reardon said, I have supported the inquiry and impeachment. I'm glad the mayor has finally realized that in a democracy, we have a responsibility 
to question and hold our leaders accountable. They're both in that first district primary. Meantime, in the fifth district, Republican State Treasurer Kelly Mitchell calling out former State Rep Christina Hale, who appears to be leading uh, the leading Democrat in the race right now. Mitchell saying Democrats in Congress continue their partisan impeachment charade by voting to impeach the president, but one candidate in our race remained silent, Christina Hale. And Mitchell said it's time for Hale to speak up. Hale said we need to see the impeachment process through in the Senate and give these articles a fair and open hearing. That said, we must not allow Congress to be distracted from working on everyday issues. So, Mike, different candidates in different districts maybe needing to position themselves in different ways on this very Well, it's, it's all positioning. Some of it's a little bit petty. Uh, Reardon and, and McDermott, you know, going at each other. It's okay for McDermott to wait until after the hearings are over to make a decision, right? I mean, that's what a lot of Americans have done. I have no problem with that. And they seem to be the two candidates. In the 5th District, both on the Democratic side and the Republican side, it's not just those two women running. There's a it's lot a of people field. running. Yeah. I know you don't have right. time to feature everybody's opinion. Right. Yep. But uh, this will be an issue both in the Republican primary and in the Democrat primary, but it's way too early to worry about it. We don't even have the filing deadline Seems yet. like one district where, where perhaps Democrats are running toward impeachment and another where they're saying, I'm not so yeah. sure what I want to say about it right, right now. And ultimately, you know, this is going to depend on what happens over the next few months and how popular or unpopular President Trump right. is in this state or in those districts. This is just a, a microcosm mm -hmm. of that larger debate. Let's turn now to the latest Democratic debate in the race for president impeachment, a topic early on. but. Later Later in the night, the arrows really seem to be out for South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Here's uh, one contentious moment with Senator Elizabeth Warren on the issue of political donors. Here's what they had to say. The mayor just recently had a fundraiser that was held in a wine cave full of crystals and served $900 a bottle wine. This is the problem with issuing purity tests you cannot yourself pass. If I pledged never to be in the company of a progressive Democratic donor, I couldn't be up here. Now, this exchange and others really highlighted some of the scrutiny Mayor Buttigieg has received ever since climbing to the top of the polls in some early states. We spoke with Butler University political science professor Terry Jett about that scrutiny earlier this week. That's important for any candidate to be able to speak to anything that they've done in the past, whether you know he or she has, who they've represented, um, who they received donations from and why, what their um, ideas are with regard to particular policies, all of that matters. And certainly that issue of political donors and fundraisers front and center at this debate Thursday night with the mayor dealing with a lot of incoming and also uh, dishing it right back at some of his opponents at times. Well, that's what happens when you get in the top tier. I mean, all of a sudden people pay attention to you and, and take notice. Uh, Pete's got to be able to respond to that as he moves forward. But Iowa, remember, is a caucus. Right. I've been out there before. It is who shows up on a cold February night to vote. And it's coming and, and, soon. And it's coming soon. Yeah. But you got to mobilize your folks and get them there. So there won't be any wine caves involved. <laughs> the real bottom line on this is who can get through the snow and get to the American Legion and show up and vote. Tony, your response to the debate this week. Well, I, I think, uh, as Robin stated, when you are rising in the polls, you're going to take the incoming. Um, I think the best attack on Buttigieg uh, came from Klobuchar because of his lack of experience. And I think that is what will catch up to him, not, not the wine cave-ish. All right, quickly here, let's also talk about the news on Curtis Hill this week. The Disciplinary Commission recommending a two-year suspension of his law license. If that ends up being the ruling, 
Can he even run for re-election? How would this all play out? Well, the fact is that it's probably this week was probably the worst week of his life until he actually gets the penalty announced. A two-year recommendation. There's no way that Myra Selby can completely reject that recommendation. She may cut it back but somewhat. When, when will she rule? Is well, question. there's no there's no there's no deadline. She'd wait till after the right. Republican convention if she wanted to. But the fact is that if he is suspended, the governor appoints his uh, successor. And of course, Republicans will choose at the convention as well who exactly they want right. the candidate to be. Could still be him. We'll see how it all plays out. We don't know. All right, coming up after the break, we'll have much more on the police chief leaving Indianapolis and what the mayor has to say about that next. Indianapolis is looking for a new police chief with Mayor Hogsett's second term starting in the new year. Chief Brian Roach is stepping aside. He says he planned to serve through the mayor's first term. And this past week, Russ McQuaid spoke with the mayor and the chief about the record-breaking violence in our city in recent years. I am uh, and disappointed in that, and as I, as I, as I walk away, uh, I, I wish it would have gone down more significantly, and I wish it would have happened quicker. It's been a challenge in many ways uh, because we have too many guns on the street, and we, it's been a challenge in many ways because uh, too many young people uh, illegally possess guns, and it's been a challenge because we happen to live in a culture today where Disputes oftentimes are resolved with uh, gun violence, but we're making progress. More of those interviews on our website. Stick around. We're back to wrap things up right after this. All right, days before Christmas, this week's winners and losers. Robin. Nancy Pelosi. I mean, every, you know, every... Body was on her, and she came through. Tony with the Keep America Great Santa I just, hat. I just got this year's uh, edition, and uh, proud of that, and um, proud of any Trump supporter that is sticking with the president. So many are, and so many are coming on board. Jennifer. Uh, my winner this week is uh, Democrats, and also could be loser next year, to seeing how this all plays out, but also me, because I have to sit next to Tony wearing that goofy hat. <laughs> Mike. The losers have to be Curtis Hill and Trump. The winner has to be Christianity Today for providing moral clarity. All right, we hope you have a great Christmas holiday. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you again next Sunday in Focus.